Welcome to the Self-Helpful Podcast, where we break down the classic and cutting-edge wisdom of self-help to discern how to actually make positive change in our lives. I'm Kevin Miller. This is our Functional Friday episode, where we talk about increasing your capacity in body, mind, and spirit. All the self-help info in the world is moot if we can't get the necessary performance out of our body and mind. In these Functional Friday episodes, I'll be joined by Randy James. He's a medical doctor, a functional medicine expert, and my dear friend. We share offices and a lot of life together. In this episode, we give a really good overview perspective of health and wellness from a, from a functional standpoint. And that is the point. We want to be as fully functioning as possible. So what does that look like? Well, that's what you're about to hear. If you find value from the Self-Helpful Podcast, please subscribe so you don't miss an episode and leave a rating or review to help others find the show and know what value they might receive. You can connect with me at kevinmiller.co. Well, next up, I am joined by Dr. Randy James, and we're going to talk about how to get you as fully functioning as possible so that you can do what you want to do. All right. So this kicking off this show and the concept that we're going to continue in the thread of as we mix, you know, the personal development and, and the self-help world with the medical world and physical wellness and well-being is what's always been on my heart as I've, as I've led the Ziegler show, and you know this well, is we're talking about goals and inspiring your true performance and all these efforts that are really the end result of what we want. We want uh, great marriages. We want great relationships. We want to be great parents. We want to make plenty of money. We want to have influence, not only do well in our work, but be doing good within that work. All these things that we want, and yet this concept that we sometimes in the business world, I think specifically in personal development, we don't look at our, the shell, the body, the body that we, we come in. I, I know that even as a lifetime athlete, I didn't really put that together that my gosh, my efforts here, when I sit down to write, it is housed in this body. And it seems like this growing void. And we see that maybe it's worse with the technology age and information age where we sit in front of a computer and we think we can get brilliance out of there, even if we're sitting like a lump all day long. Right. I've wondered about that myself too. Just we are not only, and our brain is in our body, but our soul is in our body. And so even going to the bigger picture of what kind of a, what kind of kindness do you want to have? What kind of fruits of the spirit? Those are also housed within the body there. There is no way to completely separate them. And that's not to say that if you aren't as well as you could be, that you can't also be kind. It is to say that whether we're talking about kindness or the way you think, the actual physical metabolism going on within the body matters. It is helping you to achieve those things or there's a little bit of hampering. That, that is always the case all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, again, the thing that I want to undergird all this talk and really the every episode of every show here is that we're not here. We're not in the health and wellness category. This is the business category. We care about our, our work, our impact, our influence, our money, our yada, yada. 
And yet what place does our body have to do our body and our mind? And how do we support that, uh, at the root level, which is functional medicine. That's what you do. Well, and you said it just a minute ago, what do we do to give our bodies the best chance? So if we're sitting out there and we think, you know, I just want to do well in my work. I want to start a business. I want to do all these things. What can we do to give our bodies the best chance so we can bound out of bed? And maybe that's a great uh, premise is to start with how you and I started off, which is me leading free agent Academy. It was this uh, membership business of helping people who are in traditional employment, wanting to move to self-employment. And we're real quick. I'm the, I'm the business and idea guy. So we, you know, look at them, audit them, figure out an idea that was valid for them and figure out how could it be valid in the marketplace and not to minimize that or simplify that. But it wasn't, that wasn't the hardest thing for me. What we found out was hard was as the weeks go by and they go, okay, I know, I know I got all the tools here. I'm ready to go. But the bottom line is that after my day at the day job, I don't have any energy left at the end of the day. Uh, and after my week at the day job on the weekend, when I'm supposed to make this happen, Oh my gosh, I just need relief and I need to pay attention to my family. And I just, I can't do it. Brought you into the picture to go, okay, how do we deal with more energy? More energy was where it started. Right. What is energy? And I take a deep breath and I get a little bit scared about that question because it is, I think probably, it's certainly within the top five of the most common concerns that people would have coming in as a new patient is, and we'll ask this of everybody, do you feel like you have less energy than you should or, or are you more tired than you should be? And for most people, especially if they're in the world of, of any kind of chronic diagnosis, the answer is yes. And probably for most people in the working world, you know, kind of I'm imagining 25 to 55, the answer is, well, yes. And culturally, we've accepted that as the norm, yep. right? Especially for the young moms, the young entrepreneurs, the guys like you and me. And we've committed uh, to ourselves and to our wives to not let our margins get too thin. And, and how then are we going to accomplish these things with what our bodies can accomplish? And well, that's the question. And you just said the word normal. So let me come back to those events. So we had people spending, you know, a thousand bucks, 2000 bucks, whatever it was to come out for a weekend event on a business. They wanted to help. Uh, they wanted help getting a, an idea birthed, uh, either, you know, figuring out what the idea was, or they've got it now. How do we grow it into a business? Or they've got a business. How do they grow it? That's what they paid for. And if they came out here and I had other people come and speak. And I, I know the first time we had you come out was a morning and that was almost a train wreck because there just wasn't enough time and we had to right. get on to the next thing. So then we started bringing you out in the evenings for dinner. So we'd have dinner at the events and have great food, great wine, and have you talk about this concept. And when you hit on the concept of normal, that pretty much from that point on, so you had to leave midnight at the event. You had a line of people talking to you. So uh, share that, what you shared as, okay, here's what we laud as normal that shouldn't be. It doesn't have to be. And it blew people's minds. Right. The, uh, the long list of what people put up with ever so slowly. And, and then they think the consequences are normal or they don't even see the consequences. And it's kind of like the, the age-old story about the frog in the boiling water, and mm. the water heats up just a little bit at a time, and before long, he's cooked. And I, th- I think people, who are, whereas they're not cooked, they're not capable. They've lost capacity because they're spending it just keeping their head above water. They're minimized. They're they are minimized. To some degree, yeah. To, to some degree. And, and in fact, that's all of us. 
Okay, so so you and I, I we, we just got done saying off the mic that there is nobody out there who has perfect energy, perfect clarity, and 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 we don't want to make a mistake by by making people think if they just ate right or took the right supplements or something, then they're going to be perfect. That that does not well, exist. Well, your line though, so everybody who's a patient of yours knows the term weller. Uh, right. You can always be a little bit weller than you are. Yeah. No matter how well you think you are, you can be a little bit weller. You can be weller. But, but you bristle against well. That's R- right. There's, well, in fact, we kind of jokingly say, all right, Kevin, you are not allowed to say healthy, happy, normal, or well. Now, repeat those. Don't, don't, people come in and they'll tell me all the time, hey, doc, you know what? I'm pretty healthy, but... but. And dot, 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 long list of whatevers. And I would say, so, well, then don't say you're healthy. And I would look at me and say, goodness gracious, there's so many places to improve upon. So why would I call myself healthy? And, and I know we, we use that word, but it, in the American vernacular, it comes across as unless you're morbidly obese, have cancer or diabetes, then you're healthy, but you snore, you're a little tired. Uh, there's a little acne, there's a little PMS, there's a little gassiness when you eat, and I could, we could just go on and on. A list of 50 symptoms that people would say, well, yeah, that, I mean, I'm, I'm 50 years old. Of course, I've got a little bit of aching in my joints. And I would say, here's another truism, and I'll ask you because you know the answer. When is pain normal? When's it normal? Yeah. Never. There's, well, no, there's one. <laughs> oh, yes. Childbirth. Childbirth. There you go. So, so there's one time where pain actually makes total and complete sense. But every other time, pain is there as a blessing. It's information to tell you something's not quite right. Well, my favorite term that you use, you did it at an event that we were at that you were a speaker at, is that pain is a clue. That's the one that, that, that really convicts me, steps on my toes to go, gosh, pain. Because we are in this culture to where you just, you expect it at, at some certain age, you expect it. And at, uh, at best then in the traditional you know, medical world, you get some kind of a pharmaceutical to help well, manage and, and or mask the pain. Th- that's true. And let's just apply that to the functional world as well. You know, and people say, oh, I'm not going to take ibuprofen. I'll take something natural like curcumin or, or there's multiple kinds of herbals that are anti-inflammatory. But again, you are, it's not wrong and neither is ibuprofen. It's not wrong to treat pain, but, but you still have to ask the question, why is it there? And go to those issues and ultimately give your body what it needs and take away from your body what it, what it doesn't like to give your body the best chance at living with the least amount of pain so that you can perform and be a husband and a father and a worker. I love that least amount of pain and, and the most ability. And again, I keep wanting to bring this back. Because I know that you and I even scoff at each other of being, you know, athletes and trying to be fit and whatever that, but for most people, they don't have an athletic goal and that's fine. They have a goal of waking up with energy and joy and motivation for the day to be a good parent again, to go to work and do well. And that's what we're talking about. And I think what you have shown me. Uh, through the years with patients coming in as they have is figuring out their goals. What, you know, okay, Mrs. Mm-hmm. Smith, what is your goal? Gosh, my goal is just to be a joyful mom or my goal is to not be so brain foggy at work or, or whatever it is. And 
I think in the personal development world, we think of, okay, you know, I, I host a Ziggler show, go get a Zig book and get motivated. And your question to me sometimes was how motivated can you get when your gut is in disarray or your what? Right. If you, how, how fast can you move if you're slogging through deep mud, you know, and and so there again, we're not going to blame everything on something is metabolically wrong in the body, and uh, but it it matters. It is a it is a big piece of why you think the way you think, and feel the way you feel, sleep the way you sleep, and so when we are lining out those goals, one part of carrying out those goals must be we've got to consider the clues that the body's giving us. Yeah. 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 And your, so your term that you so often use is soil. So if we look at that and all the things mm. that I'm talking about, if I took the Ziegler show and everything that we talk about that we're talking about fruit, here's the fruit that we want to create. If I look at my bookshelf of all the people that I have interviewed as of late from my gosh, look at it from, from Daniel Pink to Dave Ramsey, to Michael Hyatt, to Shalene Johnson and Lori Harder and all these people, they are out here helping and motivating people to create fruit in their lives to figure out what is your goal? What is that fruit that you want to create? But we're backing up here and saying, okay, but we're creating that, that fruit growing that tree out of the soil. And that's where you're focused personally and and with functional medicine saying, let's make sure that your body has the, uh, how do you say the best chance Give your body the best chance in order to be the best that it can be. The best that it, so that, and that's what we're talking about. So if we're trying to first address all these goals, say, gosh, am I, is this what I'm doing this out of what I'm waking up in this shell, uh, this engine, is it at the best that it can be so that I can have these things? And if I'm having these voids, how many of them can be traced back to me? Well, to that degree, I never thought about it this way. I mean, how many people have you seen who are in really significantly uh, great wellness. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they are, they are, they're, you know, they're, they're doing all the right things and their biomarkers come back, their blood work, their genetics, whatever, whatever, everything comes back. How often have you seen somebody like that who is in, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to be offensive here, but who's in a counseling session for depression or who is really having bad relationships or who is, uh, not having progress and success in their lives. I mean, well, we have to say I, that, I they, that they're there. They're always exceptions. Just like <laughs> sure. you talked about, we can also be in horrible shape and somebody writes the next a brilliant book. Brilliant book. Yes. Right. And, and so there again, with, with a, a heavy dose of reality. Always an exception, we're, but we're painting a broad brush. Here. We, we are, but this is wisdom. This is, and nobody would read, you know, Proverbs about, about the... You know, the sluggard is the one that leads to poverty and the one who is diligent leads to wealth and say, okay, well, I, I harvested and, and you, it doesn't guarantee wealth. It's a principle. These are the infrastructural thoughts. That's a principle of saying, well, you are not guaranteed wellness, but give your body a chance. Yeah. Give it the, f- that, give it the framework, give it the framework. Yeah. And then we even, I would even say that if somebody comes in and they are, they do have excellent biomarkers, they're really healthy and they are getting counseling for depression. I think that their depression would have been much worse, an earlier onset, uh, much less uh, amenable to treatment and therapies had they also had all these other problems uh, with their metabolism. 
Well, so then, and likewise, you would say that the person who is in ill health, who produced the next greatest book, could they have produced a better one? Even better, or even more, or, or even one. faster, or... Or longer, or could they continue. And that is something that we see, where we see these great minds, these great people, great offerings that they have uh, for the world, and yet they're ta- we see that in their obituary, taken out too soon. I saw that recently. He has gone too soon. Well, why? And again, this isn't a blame that we all hurt ourselves, but what are we doing to help ourselves be the best that we can be? And, and one thing I do want to hit, especially as we talk about the business world, is I think we have often can fall into another myth of thinking that, you know, all the people here on my bookshelf that I do the interviews with that talk about their healthy habits, and they almost all, to a T, have uh, healthy habits in diet and nutrition and, you know, overall wellness. And the myth that, oh, they can do that now, that they mm-hmm. can afford it. And that is not what we see, folks. I mean, that is absolutely not. We see that they are often where they are because they made it a priority early on. And so back to the you know, Free Agent Academy and busting your butt to do your day job, to keep yourself well, to work those extra hours in the evening, the morning, the lunchtime, the weekend, to produce this other thing so that you can change the trajectory of your life. Well, you didn't go into the normals. I wanted you to go into that more. Not, and this isn't to beat anybody up because we all have this. I have an issue, especially if I eat sugar at night of snoring. That's not right. That's a, that's a clue. My wife will, you know, very bluntly tell me about that clue. What do you always say if I suggest that we should use mouth taping? That's torture. (laughs) I would suffocate and die. But it is, it is very normal for somebody to be able to breathe through their nose all night long and so if we picked on you and said, okay, that's, that's mm-hmm. chronic rhinitis, that's a symptom or a pain, mm-hmm. something is causing that, there is something that you could do, and, in, and of course, one of those things might be a pharmaceutical, Flonase sure. or, or whatever. But in the meantime, your body's continually giving you a sign that says, hey, something is, there's an inflammatory reaction going on within the nose that's creating these, these inflamed passages through which you can't breathe comfortably at night. So now what do we do? And again, that's normal. It blows me away whenever I watch uh, traditional TV with those commercials and the amount of drug commercials for things that I have learned through being with you in your practice. Those are not normal things. Those are not things that should be masked. There's a root cause issue. And I love your statement of nobody has blood pressure because they have a deficiency of blood pressure medication inside them. There's- right. Well, actually, my favorite one would be the, the reflux commercials Yeah. with... Uh, now, if I can remember right, it's Larry the Cable Guy who says, hey, you're going to go to that barbecue anyway, so you might as well take the pill before you go. So now we're, we're encouraging people to take a medicine for a symptom that they don't even yet have because living the normal American lifestyle, and in this case, which means eating barbecue food, uh, is going to equal a symptom, and your body is giving you that symptom as a consequence of eating this kind of food. It's not crying out for some Zantac or Prilosec or whatever. Uh, it's, it's like the, I mean, we, so in the clinic we do IV, uh, IV, IV therapy. So people can come in and get, you know, the big vitamin, whatever, infusion. But you know that one of the most popular places in the big cities right now is you come in the day after the binge of alcohol <laughs> and come in for a hangover cure. And we would, I think a lot of people would scoff at that. And yet that's what we are treating. What was the drug you just said? Zantac? Or? 
Yeah, you know, for for reflux or heartburn. And back in the 70s, it was Rolaids, and then it became Tums, and then it became Zantac, and now it's Prilosec. And, 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 and yeah, pretty soon, I think, well, even now we have commercial IV centers for there's going to be a there's going to be an IV developed for the barbecue as well as now for the all night binger or something and and none of that is morally wrong but it's all it's, it's not but it's all like bondo for your car go ahead and wreck it we'll bondo it and and go over that and it's and the point is this is again yeah I know it's a fine line of not seeming judgmental but we're talking to anyone who's not perfectly where you want to be can't be perfect but you're not where you want to be why is your body having the best chance? Do you have the energy? Do you have the clarity? Do you have the gosh? I, you know, sleep is such a big issue right now, and I don't know what that's what, where it came from. So I'm I'm ad libbing here or paraphrasing, but a study that said yeah, it's, it's, yeah, our terms I pulled it out of my belly button. No, this one I actually read from from somewhere, but talked about one of the first things in a study that they saw to deteriorate with a lack of sleep was creativity. Hmm. So, how, mm-hmm. so here, again, we're talking to the personal development world. All of us, if we're going to do anything outside of be a cog in a machine, we need some creativity. We need creativity to figure out how to be good parents to our kids in the norm of the culture, how to be, have a decent marriage in the norm of the culture, how to be healthy and well. It, it's, it requires creativity, even more so if you're starting a new business or writing a book or whatever, and to know, my gosh, that's the first thing they're finding is, is going with sleep, and we just don't know. We are right. That's that's where people are. They're numbed to that because their their lack of sleep has, you know, nobody feels this lack of creativity smack them in the face after a few nights of of going to bed late, getting up early. But what I see is this starts in school when kids are taught, hey, you know, your grades are more important than your sleep. And, you know, they have to get up early for sports or cheerleading or student government or whatever. And it begins and then they they get the stroke, the dopamine hit, the whatever, based on how they look, how they appear to other people, what kind of grades they make. And and we have the famous stereotypes of the pretty girl, the jock, the nerd, the whatever. And giving them kudos, giving them kudos both ends for that's right. And it, and it begins the process of less sleep than the body needs. Yeah. And then we have people who go into horrific arenas for sleep, like the military or medical. Oh, both of which you did. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> and where it's and, and, lauded. Man, it's lauded. It. Well, and even in all of guys in general being taught, ignore the pain. Sure. You know, we don't cry about that. And, and I think it's great on the football field, but that's not right. In, not in life, but not in life. We've, field. we've right. I don't want to hear about your hangnail if we're in a foxhole together or playing football. Right. But if you are continually ignoring the pain signals, then at some point there's going to be a bigger breaking. And let me say that, you know, stereotypically also with women are taught you know, they might have a better sense of body awareness, mostly because of hormones and a menstrual cycle and, and that kind of a thing. But then they are taught also to, especially we see it mostly with young moms. Now they are taught to serve others all the time and they come last. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that stereotypical approach, um, we've seen do so much harm to women and from 35 to 55, they, they come in and they're like, I have lost myself. I, not only have I lost my creativity, but I've lost my care. 
I don't care. I want, I want to be this kind of mom, this kind of wife, this kind of worker, this kind of person. And that has just ebbed away over time. And that, and I want to pull that out because that is in the, the medical clinic, the functional medicine clinic. That is the nine out of 10 phone call. And it is a woman. And I think not that they have more maladies, but because they actually care to deal with them uh, quicker than men do generally. So they're the ones that call in and they are between the ages of, you know, 35 and 50 is probably the average. And they are not doing well in life. Their energy is like, they are exasperated, angry, exhausted, exhausted at the end of the rope. That's the, that's the, the, the terms that we hear and they come in and now they are ready. Well, and I'll have to give them, but they are separated from the norm because they've gone uh, the traditional medicine route and not been offered anything much more generally than something to help deal with the symptoms, but not get to the root cause. So now they're ready to come over, spend a lot of time and a lot of money to deal with that root cause because they are hopeless. And that's a horrible place to be. I, I, I still want you to give at least a little list of the normal, you said a minute ago, pain signals. What are some of the just average pain signals? We see the drug ad for TV on the average that we now in America specifically have said are, are normal, take a whatever for it, but that are normal that yeah. don't have to be. And again, this isn't a judgment of saying no on anybody, but saying you don't have to accept it. Let's just say it right. you don't have to accept that. Well, let's, let's say it's a judgment on our culture Okay, sure. that, that culturally we've accepted the norm of headaches. Mm-hmm. We've accepted the norm of, of fatigue. We've accepted the norm of, I've even heard guys who are in late 20s say, well, I'm almost 30, so I guess my knees are supposed to hurt. Can't or the, go skiing. Can't Which, go skiing or can't ski as hard or as long. And a classic one is, well, I played football in high school. Well, I was in the Marines. I marched for a while. And I would argue the human body is built for 70, 80 years of hard labor, not you know, hard labor in your teens and early 20s, and then you're just suffering through chronic pain signals in your knees, your back, your neck. Um, we say hard, hard labor with recovery. Which with is- recovery. And, and now we're back to sleep. Yeah. We're, we're back to the lifestyle thing. So give your body what it needs in order to do the kind of job you want it to do. And if you want to do hard labor, and that's what you're called to, and you're good at it, and it's, it's what you're doing, then give your body what it needs to do that. Um, so to continue that list, if people are, are um, used to chronic caries or cavities, uh, we always ask about root canals. Root canals, uh, you have to be careful here and not overly blame them, but they're never healthy. It's always a burden on the system. Uh, thinking about the GI tract where, there's, where we've normalized uh, bad breath, we've normalized Anything that that relates to heartburn, and then we just have to treat it with our Zantac or whatever. I was going to say heartburn and and uh, gassy, bloated, constipation, indigestion, diarrhea, indigestion, irritable bowel. Get, keep going down the line. <laughs> well, hang on. So, I, farting is a personal favorite of mine. Okay. So, I would say <laughs> it is normal. Uh, we joke about one um, one female who told me that that she didn't she she did not fart she had no fart muscle and uh, which is impossible i didn't believe her because if you're going to digest food it creates gas so gas ought to be there but it ought not be painful 
and it ought not hurt your nose. I was going to say, that's the one that blew me away, <laughs> but that made sense. And now over the years of working with you, I've noticed it's not that I ever have, I, that I never have gas, but it seldom smells. And if it does, then I know something's going there's on. There's a clue. There's a signal. There's that's a clue right. that something I ate uh, is, is not boding well. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about these things like, uh, use the term brain, brain fog. I, I didn't hear that. Of course, I wasn't in the medical arena. I don't know that I heard that at all, even two years ago, three years ago. And now it's a common vernacular is brain fog. I mean, this is a- sure. And I, I would say for, for me, for in the, in the functional world, it's been a, uh, it's been a part of the vernacular for a long time, much like the, the term leaky gut and how that has yeah. now become a part of uh, the more common language, but brain fog or lack of clarity or lack of energy or lack of of concentration and of course these might get called ADD or ADHD or or depression or anxiety and and again all of those are interrelated there it's not to say that somebody who's depressed uh that their brain fog might be related to something else it could be directly related to that and and again, it's it's it, all of these things are interrelated, and we're not. Well, well, let's talk about that interrelated. So we have a buddy down in Colorado Springs who does uh, cognitive, or, or he does neurotherapy. Um, right, neurofeedback. Neurofeedback. Uh-huh. Okay, and his perspective when in in talking with us initially was if he's sitting here helping somebody, looking at the literally, he's doing brain mapping and seeing how their brain is firing or misfiring, and he's looking at that, and he can see issues. But he also knows, and his testimony was, he can start working, doing therapy with somebody, start correcting those. But if they are eating a, a wrecked diet, it's kind of pissing in the wind, to use that colloquialism. And likewise, you said. Well, and, and right, if, they're, if your GI tract is, is messed up due to diet or stress or whatever else, then in a sense, your brain is leaking out of your gut. Right. So all the work that you just paid him to help you do is now is all for naught. And and on the other hand, we might be working with somebody and for goodness sakes, they can't keep three thoughts together in their head uh, for a minute. And I'm like, well, we can't even change your diet because you can't think through it or hold those thoughts in your head. You need to go down here and see this guy to at least get some of your thinking structure in order and helped so that we can then work on these other areas. There's a patient not long ago that quit this, the program uh, at the practice, and that was her testimony. She heard your counsel. She believed your counsel. But doing it, changing her life, caused so much inner stress in herself, it was, you know, it, it was wrecking her. And she backed off. Obviously, she has some other issues going on. She couldn't even adopt something different because it was so stressful to her life. She's got... Well, and and that's, that's a lot of people. I mean, everybody out there knows I should eat right and exercise and, you know, why don't I? And so there's part of that I think is, is on us to, you know, how do we speak and relate to a a person in such a way as to not overwhelm them as to, you know, create the kind of, of incentive and enticement to a, 
to a diet or a lifestyle or, or again, to sleep, to marriage, to, to a, a daily structure that's doable and not overwhelming. Well, so there's a personal, you may be a person who loves the big 180 and you may, maybe somebody who like Dave Ramsey in the financial realm says you may just need to take baby steps. Right. So whatever works for you. Talk about this term. We were talking about it recently. I think I talked about it with my kids about the aspect of, you know, illness, disease, disability, all these maladies, these, these issues that we're talking about that should be normal, but they are always knocking. They're always, I, I like that kind of, they're always knocking. And how am I living my life in a way to not wide open the door and to close? No, we were at, we, it was you and I, we were at, at coffee with the guy and he said the day before or something like that, that he this, got this big sickness. He, I don't know, ate a dozen donuts, did whatever. Again, not to make that the culprit, but we look at that and say, gosh, that was, you know, taking a bunch of sugar, lower your immunity. Uh, and he, quite possibly open the door for something that he otherwise would have been able to fight off. And so if we look at this issue of wellness, I think about that daily. What am I doing? Not just with my food, but with my exercise, with my stress, meditating or not, or whatever to hopefully keep the door closed, right. advocate for it closed, or am I opening myself up? Which Right. I, and this is such a huge topic. It, it will need to be explored uh, in more depth throughout all of our lives, actually. But let me let me nuance that a slightly different way, mm-hmm. because you you just asked the question from the perspective of something bad is knocking at the door, and and there's a truth, right? That but let's flip it around and say, Kevin, you just you, that's a glass half empty approach, because I'm looking at you and you are standing straight up, you are not falling down. But I bet in the last hour, much less the last 24 hours or even 24 days, I bet you have not had the thought of, holy smokes, look how awesome my neurological system is. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see double vision. I'm, I'm hearing clearly. I'm thinking. I'm remembering. I'm standing up and not falling down. And to our great, great shame, we take normal mm-hmm. for granted until... It's not there. And then if somebody is dizzy, which is another common thing that people call kind of normal um, or, or they're dealing with, then they say, oh, my gosh, something must be wrong. And we rush off into the American medical system and get an MRI of our brain looking for a brain tumor. And I think from the very beginning, if we could teach ourselves and teach our kids to respect the fact that you always have this internal uh, balance and tension going on that is exquisite. It's near miraculous. Yeah. And so, yes, the crouching tiger is always at the door through whatever metabolic dysregulation pathway. It's always there. You are one step away from cancer, from a virus, from something like that going on. And that's not to live in fear. It's to live in respect. And therefore, my encouragement and counsel to ourselves as we aren't perfect in trying to do whatever it is we're trying to do and, and to patients is to say, first, first of all, look at what you have achieved. Look at, at all of the goodness that's going on and respect it. Is that, you know, there is a time and a place for a plate full of donuts, but is it the fact that in America... And, and, you know, our, our cake and ice cream is, is good for our birthdays, but we've taken that and we've turned it into breakfast and we call it pancakes. And it doesn't respect the fact that the body, 
Whereas it can handle those kind of things and you're not going to die, but it's not helping you to maintain this exquisite functionality that we call normal or healthy or happy. And, and so we're always in that tension place. Well, so can we flip it around then? So from my glass half empty perspective, that illness, which we could say is around us, the, the possibility for compromises around us and always knocking that though my body, however, which is bent on survival and, and wellness is it's fighting for wellness. So it's fighting for wellness. It's yes. knocking on the door for wellness and I get to choose. And now it brings me back to your perspective of what are we not putting in the body that, that our body needs, yep. uh, give the body, give your body what it needs yep. and don't put in your body what it doesn't like. So what am I putting in? And we say that, of course, when you first told me that I'm thinking about what I eat, but of course now I know it's all my input. What am I putting in my eyes, my nose, my ears, my senses, and in my mouth that it needs and wants. And then what am I also, uh, or, or what am I not putting in that it wants? And then what am I putting in that it doesn't, it doesn't need it. Right. It's, it's dying from what am right. I, which for me is. You know, certain sounds, noise, music, whatever, it's, it's going to cause well, me a detriment. That, that's right. And of course, the answer to that is it's infinitely complex. Right. It's very different for, very, for everybody. And, and we're not going to write a book and say, put these in and keep these out. Right? Because it, it can't, we cannot live our lives according to an algorithm. Sure. But then you bring me into my pillars. We take our kids and I doubt there's any of us. There's somebody out there who I'm going to offend here, but most of us are not going to get your kid up in the morning and say, put your earplugs in and listen to some death metal. We haven't seen good responses from that generally. And I, and I would think the same thing. We're not going to put bad images in front of their face, whether it's death and dismemberment or pornography or whatever. We're, we're not going to choose that route. And of course, then we do get into food and what then are there. However, we tend to take a different turn and we do give them lucky charms or give them the fortified with whatever. And we're feeding them absolute crap to then go off to school with, which folks, I say that. And yet we struggle with that as well. We have kids who would rather have the sugar bomb and not have the other and their friends are all having it and it is a struggle. So I'm not going to say that lightly at all, but again, what are, and then of course, bring it to ourselves. What are we putting in, allowing as input that is not helping us, what does our body, what is it striving for? So it can knock like that back on wellness, you right. know, that it can be. Yeah. That's, that's the journey you, that we're the, on. There you go. <laughs> as we talk about this, uh, all these things. So I think if we summarize this, I go again, putting down your goals, what is it that we want? What do you, what do you have now that you're not okay with? You know, what is that pain thing that you have now that I hope you will wake up to say, that's, I don't have to have that. You don't have to live with that. You don't have to live with generally always exceptions. Somebody who's broken up but with headaches, with migraines, with indigestion, with, yada, well, yada. and, and, and with, with a dose of reality, we, we would not raise our kids to say, Hey, you can live a life of no pain. Mm-hmm. That is not rational. Right. We exist in a world. In fact, I'll, I'll We're in ask an you, opioid crisis right now. What is the definition of no pain? Death. Death. <laughs> now there are a few diseases uh, that also have no pain, but they, that's um, Hansen's disease, or you know, the boy in the bubble, well, things it's like it's that. Leprosy is leprosy. Point, yeah. That, and if you think about it from a scriptural standpoint, it brings about a, uh, and that's probably a topic for a different day. But we are not meant pain, to live without pain. Pain. Yeah is a blessing. It teaches us, it directs us. 
and and that's the that's the crux issue is not to say oh god why me this is not fair and how do i get out from under this it's to say okay there's a pain here what is it telling me what is it teaching me yeah. and let me also say on on the on the goals that because if somebody is in deep pain or if there's a major diagnosis, then sometimes there's a horizontal goal where, you know, th- there are situations that people know they're never going to get out from under if it's certain kinds of diagnoses or certain kinds of pain or whatever. But but then a, a close goal that you can see if in, in my mind, I'm thinking we're on a boat, there's a horizontal goal out there, but we need to be seeing buoys or rocks pass us by so that we know we're making progress. So there's... Mm. Goals that are three months out, three years out, 30 years out. That, that is excellent. And you, you mentioned pain. That would be a great episode even there because, of course, we spend just as much time talking about the good pain. There's bad pain that's a clue, and then there's good pain that we need more of, and maybe that's our next show. Yeah. So, well, folks, thanks for tuning in. Okay, friends, that gives you the flavor of what these functional Friday episodes will be like. And again, I'm doing them because all this self-help info I'm bringing you is useless if your body isn't functioning adequately. Thank you for choosing to tune in to Self-Helpful. If you got value from the show, please subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and leave us a rating or review. Help others know what they can glean from the show. And I sincerely hope that I've helped you help yourself.